The Contenders is a proud member of the Cage Club Podcast Network. For other great shows about movies and pop culture, go visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. I'm sorry that these pageants don't live up to your high moral standards, Bliss. Roller derby? This is, this is tomorrow. I've just been thinking, I think maybe you're being a little selfish with your mom. She's the one who has been shoving her agenda down my throat since day one. Men, hold on to your cookies. It's the Hurl Scouts! Welcome to The Contenders, the show about the movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules. I am Tobin Addington. And I'm Aislinn Addington. And today we have another very special guest with us. Um, t- today we have Shelly Clark. Hi, Shelly. Hi. Um, Shelly is um, the Associate Director of Housing at the university where we both work. And has been, um, can I say you've been a fan and a friend for a while? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I'm a, a longtime listener, first time caller. Perfect. <laughs> and now have you ever played roller derby? I have not. But again, true story. I had some friends a couple of years ago that tried to talk me into being part of a team. Ooh. And if you've ever actually met me, you know that like if there's a fight or flight situation, I'm a flight every time. <laughs> yeah, that's not part of my future. <laughs> well, we're, we are in luck because today we're talking about the 2009 film Whip It. Now, I'm going to get a lot of crap on this show, as I did in our last episode from, from Joe Bolenbaugh and Aislinn Addington. No, for I'm saying, with you. I'm with you. Whip It with the WH at the front of, of this, because that's just how I learned to talk. I, it's how we it. were taught. It's how we were taught. I, I've, I once had a, an actor, I was working on a movie and an actor asked me if I'd had I don't know, some kind of special training. Oh, have you had, have you studied such and such a training? And I said, no, what is that? And he said, well, you pronounce the WH with a, and and so uh, apparently uh, I should have just said yes, I guess, (laughs) but no, it was, it was mom's training. I think. I was going to say, yeah, no, we're the descendants of English teachers. So it's 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 in our blood. It's (laughs) true. So I had never seen Whippet before. Uh, Island, what was your experience with this movie before this watching? I remember watching the trailer and then I missed it in theaters. I don't know that it was in theaters very long or perhaps I was not paying attention. But um, I I remember waiting for it to come out um, on DVD or or on demand, however it was at the time, um, to watch it. And so I remember watching it the first time um, in graduate school um, with a good friend who I will say was emotionally touched by the film. Oh, interesting. Okay. How about you, Shelly? Yeah, well, so I also remember watching the the previews and I thought, well, this looks sassy and this looks fun. I should go check that out. And then, <laughs> um, I, you know, it just missed me. And so uh, I was super excited when it came out on video because I was like, yes, sassy women, I can get behind this. So, so I watched it um, actually a couple of years after it came out. 
And I also really like the sassy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a a lot lot of good sass here, Mm -hmm. for sure. There is. There is. Yeah, I think I'm excited to um, dig into it more. Um, But before then, um, I I would like some more history of the film because um, I don't have a lot. Tobin, what can you share with us? Right. So a couple of things. The first is this film is based on a young adult novel by Shauna Cross, who also wrote the screenplay for this movie. And as I understand it, she had written the novel and it hadn't been published yet. And so she wrote the screenplay for it and was simultaneously pitching the screenplay in Hollywood to film studios and production companies and the YA novel to publishing companies to try and sort of see which one could go first or Hmm. increasingly that's a common way for things to get made to to try and make it, you know, rather because the, so many, so often the studios want movies to be based on previously written material. So you just write the previously written material and then that's the way to get the, to get the movie made. Uh, and, and of course, as we know, the movie is, uh, or as you will know in a second, uh, the movie was directed by uh, Drew Barrymore. This is her directorial debut. And she worked with, with Shauna Cross on the script in its final stages to get it in, in, uh, in shape. The last thing is, uh, the other bit is that um, to to get some of the roller derby uh, action shots, they would they strapped a camera to the chest of a stuntman who then skated along and in between the women as they were skating around the, around the thing. I I, there, I could not find any behind the scenes footage, but I would love to see footage of that of that taking place. I think that would be pretty fun. That would be fun. I had um I had a hypothesis. Um, about your history um, that did not come true. I'm going to share it anyway. Um, as I was watching this time, and and as we'll talk about, I have some uh, some perhaps hot takes about Drew Barrymore. Um, mm. I wondered if she was in it in order to get it made. Like it felt oh. like a part where it was like, okay, every 15 minutes we have to close up on Drew Barrymore's face. So that, yeah. you know what I mean? I just wondered totally, if that totally. was part of it. I, I I couldn't find that explicitly stated anywhere, but I would not at all be surprised if that was part of the you know in order to get the money she she needed to be one of the you know she her name needed to be on the poster and she needed to be in the in the movie. I, I I'm sure that's true. Hmm. Well, speaking of Drew and some of the other women, some of my favorite performers are in this movie. Yes. May I name them, please? Please, please take us through the ladies in charge. All right. So first and foremost, director Drew Baymore. Lead actors include Ellen Page, Juliette Lewis, Kristen Wiig, Alia Shawkat, Marsha Gay Harden, Eve, Ari Grainer, and Drew Barrymore. The writer, as Tobin mentioned, of both um, novel and screenplay is Shauna Cross. And producers, Drew Barrymore, Nicole Brown, Nancy Juvenin, Kelly Conop, Karen McCarthy, and Kirsten Smith. Yay, all the producers. Yay, look at all those producers. Yeah. I love it. Um, Tobin, uh, fill, um, fill us in with a little bit of plot summary before we get to it, please. All right, here's what I've got. Ellen Page stars in this coming-of-age sports movie as Bliss Cavender, a slightly awkward misfit growing up in rural Texas who finds herself ill-suited to her mother's world of pageants and debutantes. Instead, Bliss discovers a real passion when she surreptitiously joins a roller derby team as the fast-skating Babe Ruthless. 
Can the team come back from behind to win the tournament? Will Bliss's straight-laced mom ever understand, let alone approve of, Bliss's newfound calling? And how will Bliss balance her new social life with her best friend, Pash, played by Alia Shawkat? It's all just part of growing up when you're the fastest thing on eight wheels. Oh, that's cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) Thanks. Um, So, first of all, y'all are welcome that I watched this because of my extreme motion sickness. (laughs) Yes. It had some rough moments, um, but I watched it on the iPad, and sometimes that helps. Mm, Yeah, smaller screen will help. Yeah, Mm -hmm. good call. And then the other thing, if we have listeners who have not yet watched it, but um, have a similar um, problem that I do, if affliction, thank you. If I um, play the find the stunt double game, that helps Mm. too, because it distracts me from the motion. And then I'm just like, that's, that's not Ellen Page, Um, (laughs) which I don't, and I don't mean that as a slight. I think it's, you know, it's just the truth. And it's a game. Yeah. yeah, It's a game I play with Buffy sometimes too. um, Because I think that is also a, a, an amazing skill Mm -hmm. is to be the, you know, to be a stunt double for things. So that, in um in a sense this was there were moments that were hard to watch not as hard as turkey juice um <laughs> no one, uh, everyone that's a reference to the last episode we released <laughs> episode 20 home for the holidays go listen to it now if you haven't no one wants to be hit with the turkey <laughs> no it's not no. right no. Uh, so tobin because this is newest to you i'm wondering yeah. what you're, you're you're real fresh in your opinions here um can you give us an, an overall feeling about it or, or something you want to talk about first Mm, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I, 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 speaking of hot takes, um, I thought this movie was uh, full of a lot of fun actors, some of whom were able to give performances. And there were moments that I that I was sort of that I was touched. But overall, I thought this movie was kind of a snooze. Uh Mm, yeah, I, it felt it felt as though it was a little on the predictable side, which might not be a bad thing. Like you know, okay, another sports movie. Um, you know, and it's, it does sort of follow those those things. I I found myself um, drifting in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So it may just be that I saw it at the wrong time in my life, or it's just not not for me because it's not badly made. I just think it's mm-hmm. a little it's a little snoozy. It was a little snoozy for me. What did what did you what did you all think? I have written down um, good, not great, but fun to watch. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you, Shelley? Yeah, I, you know, <clears throat> when I first started or when I first watched the movie, um, probably like the first time I watched it, I remember feeling a little disappointed with it because I really wanted to love it, right? As mm, someone mm. who has also dyed their hair blue right at some point in their life as a as a part of like finding your identity and finding your voice I was like yeah I can get behind this and then when I watched it the first time I was like eh it was fine Mm -hmm. it was fine um but I think re-watching it uh for this I think that I've found maybe as I have grown up a little bit I found um I'm able to connect with other characters Mm. that I didn't necessarily connect with the first time Right. Like I think of like Juliette Lewis and, you know, the first time I watched it, I was like, eh, 
you're kind of mean, right? I don't know that I, <laughs> that I appreciate you and kind of a bully. And, um, but I think as I watched it, you know, I was able to hear different things that just resonated mm. with me a little bit different, but I would agree, right? This isn't a movie that is, is going to change the world, but you know, it, I thought it was pretty fun. It fits with, um, for me, um, in the, uh, set of movies that I, because I am a very old lady that I like to quilt to as we have established when I, it's true. Um, when I, when I'm quilting and I am currently quilting like the wind to finish a project, um, I I need something that I know somewhat well, so I don't have to just watch it, but also something I can walk away from and come back in 10 minutes and Mm. not be bothered that I missed or, (laughs) you know, and so, and so there are a few, some I've named on the podcast before, some I have not that, um, kind of work for that. And so I think when I was watching it and I was not quilting at that moment because I was out of town and because I was watching, taking notes diligently from this podcast, I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to throw this back on, um, you know, next week, probably when, when I'm have a couple days off and I'm quilting. So I, um, so yeah, I th- I think I have something similar that way. Uh, I like you that you pointed out Juliette Lewis. Um, I hadn't mine wasn't that mine was Kristen Wiig, mm. but kind of s- similarly um, thinking about and and this is not like me, but going way ahead <laughs> to near the end of the movie, the conversation that she has with Ellen Page in the car mm-hmm. when she's like yeah, we get it, but it's not necessarily about you or it's not all about you and, and that you can, it's great to find new family, but that doesn't mean you get rid of the old family. Mm-hmm. And um, clearly that was blunter than let's say I would talk to students usually. Um, but those are the kinds of conversations of kind of um, inviting someone to appreciate complexity in a way that they hadn't mm-hmm. yet that I feel like um, I sometimes have in an environment where I'm talking to people a decade younger than me. So I, I really liked her. Um, and, and, and she resonated with me. Um, I just never be as cool as Juliette Lewis. So like, <laughs> I could like get up. Juliette Lewis one. scares me so much. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, her energy is, is, um, she stands out sometimes in movies because mm-hmm. she is, she is, her energy is so, different so unusual and and when it when it works it really works like when she's in a part where she she can really go for the performance that stood out to me the most in this in my first watching of this was Marsha gay hardens i knew you're gonna say that <laughs> why 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 what made you think that because i think you love a middle-aged domineering woman <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not saying i don't i also i cannot i cannot look away from her regardless of what she's in i think she is striking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. In kind of every sense. But you tell me more of what you thought. No, I think you're probably I think you're probably right. I think she's also um the she first of all her character gets to show other sides a little bit and she doesn't come around as as much or as quickly as this as other versions of this movie would have her do, which I think is to the movie's credit. So she gets to kind of play, but she still gets to kind of to, to kind of, she has more to play in some ways. And I, I just, yeah, I, I think that she is, um, she's an actor who can almost always elevate the material that they're given. And I just sensed a lot of life behind her, her performance. Mm-hmm. Shelly, was there a character that stood out for you? 
You know, um, yes, I was actually going to say, um, I also really connected, uh, with Kristen Wiig a lot. Um, I mm -hmm. think that she's someone in most of the things that she plays, she plays really silly, right? I mean, like kind of slapstick mm -hmm. and, and I, I really appreciated that she was a grown woman, right. In, in this mm -hmm. movie. And she was able to talk about her family and, and, and I think very similar to what Iceland was, was saying, she's able to talk about kind of the overlapping pieces that go with that, right. That it's not just all about, you know, Ellen Page's character. It's not all about how she's feeling. And, and I just, I really appreciated the maturity that um, Kristen Wiig was able to demonstrate, you know, while at the same time playing Maggie Mayhem and being the captain of the team. Switching for a second to talk about the boys. I felt similarly in this that I did to Pitch Perfect 2, um, which was that kind of all three of I, well, I guess not counting the dad. Let's exclude the dad because I yeah. think Daniel Stern did well and I think that was an important part. But if you take the coach, the announcer, and the love interest and like just pulled them out, <laughs> nothing else would change. No. And and that's and, – and I think in um, – that bothered me more, I guess, in Pitch Perfect 2 because I just felt like, God, you could lift all that out. We just didn't need it. And and I feel like you don't need it in this either. But to me, it was a little bit – I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how it's different. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. they kind of needed a coach in quotes. Um, I the, part, the only kind of scene I liked – and no offense to the third Wilson brother. But um, – Oh, is that a Wilson I, brother? Yeah, it's oh. – but I would say the other one. Um, I didn't know I, – I was uncomfortable at first with him. Um, I was watching it with my dear friend Natalie. Hi, Natalie. And um, and we were both like, wait, because I couldn't remember. Is he going to hit on someone? Is he mm. going to – like what? And so I was uncomfortable kind of with his presence. Um, the, the one part I really liked was when he gave the playbook to the other team mm -hmm. to demonstrate that like – he knew what he was doing mm -hmm. and had a plan. And so like in that little moment, I, I thought there was a, you know, the, the seeds of a character sprouted, but like, I mean, Jimmy Fallon, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I just didn't need any of that at all. Do, you have, <laughs> do either of you have any reference for the actor who plays Ellen Page's love interest? Because I, I had never seen no. him before and I would be happy never see, to see him again. I, I thought I, he just, yeah, that, that, that did nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, he just felt like a like a generic love interest that was going to steal mm -hmm. her striker or striper shirt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I got his look in the the juxtaposition of her home life in this rural town to like the cool Austin vibe. And I, I mm -hmm. guess I could see why she at that time was attracted to what he was putting out there. Um, but I was not similarly attracted. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the problem is the part. I, and I like the fact that she blow, like, like she doesn't fall back into his arms again at the end. I think, I, I think that's a strong mm -hmm. choice, but I do think that, that 
he, I think it's the, the, so the, if, if the performance or if the, if the role is underwritten, the performance isn't giving anything. <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of, if anything, I, I, I'm faulting the, the actor or maybe the direction of the actor. I can't, I can't tell, mm-hmm. but maybe because we haven't seen him in other things, uh, it could be that, that he's just, I just don't know that he's very compelling. Mm-hmm. What was funny to me is he, you know, he's, was on the one hand, very generic, but on the other hand, reminded me so much of Drew Barrymore's love interest and never been kissed. Oh, so that like, but the high school one, not the guy she uh-huh. ends up with, but the high school kid. Um, so then that made me wonder, like, if it's an itch that Drew Barrymore was scratching, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that left like her sort of secret type of very, you know, wafy, greasy, um, band guy, which is fine. Mm. I mean, we all have things. Um, but yeah, I just, I think there is too much time for me with him. I think when you say it drags, I think that's what dragged for me. Uh I would have been just as happy with another montage of her with the roller derby crowd. And I think that would have given just the same amount or if not more tension between her and Pash, if she was spending all her time with the team you know, I just don't know that we needed it at all, but but it was there, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, of course, looking him up, he appears to be more uh, more more of a musician than an actor. He's he oh, has okay. a, a bigger sort of musical career than he does as an actor. So that that stands to reason too that that he's not. I, I, you know that 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 they were getting him maybe hoping that his he as a musician was going to blow mm-hmm. up or draw some people or whatever. Uh, but I I I. I I just, yeah, he didn't didn't connect for yeah. me. Yeah, of all the men, I do think Daniel Stern was the best. Oh my goodness, yeah, um, yes, I li- mm-hmm. I liked that character. Um, I I lo- I loved the yard sign mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not that not you know not to say that you need to, I don't know, get what your kids doing to be proud of them, but like there was, I just especially in Texas, like. I'll, okay, I'll give him that. I've watched Friday Night Lights. I understand it's important. Um, <laughs> and the, um, you know, the scene when she meets him in in his van. Yeah. And they watch one football play together. Yeah. Like that was just, I thought, a really great, great scene. I thought he played that part really well where he had to be um, sympathetic to kind of both of the women in his family, but then also – adversarial to both of them at different points. And, and I, I I thought he did a great Mm -hmm. job. Yeah. For me, I I think Daniel Stern, when I watch a movie, I feel like there's these moments where your heart rises. Right. And I, I really just felt like when he, you know, when he was like pounding that sign in, cause I also was was feeling (laughs) the Friday night lights of it all. And, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, he, this is like, he's so proud of his daughter. And this is, oh, this is delightful. Like that was a part that really made my heart just kind of like just jump up and, and kind of cheer for Daniel Mm -hmm. Stern. And, um, and I just, Mm -hmm. I had like my inner, like wonder years narration going on (laughs) as well. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's, that is maybe, that's one of the, one of my two or three favorite scenes in the movie is their, their scene in the van. It just, yeah, it, it, it's I got nothing to mm-hmm. add. It's great. I did notice, though, like how fast did she just like, like, yep, I'm going to go ahead and drink this beer and I'm just going to sit here with my dad. And I was just like, that really progressed quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she she had her moment. She could get away with it. She took mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> as fast yeah. as possible. I 
at the risk of being the um, detail police, in things like this, I do get bothered by um, where in some parts they're very um, creative or, or attention to the detail about about kind of the lying and the and the um, distractions, and then other times they're not. So, like your tiny daughter is walking around with a giant duffel bag all the time mm-hmm. and you no know mm-hmm. one notices. And then the other part is I, I know that there's one moment where the mom sees a bruise, but are you kidding me? She would have been black and blue. Yeah. Yeah. All over and mm-hmm. like, and eating twice as much as usual and sleeping, you know, I mean, there's just kind of so many things that I thought, wow, are you all not paying any attention at all? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, or that's just it, me being picky. I was going to say, or if she hip checks someone in the hallway, like heavy right. enough to like knock them over the stairs, like <laughs> yes. I would have some follow on questions for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, one exactly. would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's have another conversation about this. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so what are our, you know, we're kind of talking about her. How about Ellen Page in this movie as the lead character? Um, how does that work for everybody? I liked her. Um, I thought that uh, I thought that she needed to play a role that was where, you know, she wasn't she wasn't kind of a large person in the movie. And I think that she needed to kind of play that kind of like that growth into that, if that makes sense. So that mm-hmm. ability to move from, you know, like kind of being meek and, and unconfident to feeling confident and aggressive, but not violent. Right. And I felt like I felt like she really grew into that role and I, I, I gave it some thought as to like who else could have played that role. Mm. Right. And, and I like that. I, I'm a fan of Ellen Page. And again, I'm a, I'm just a unapologetic fan, unapologetic fan of Ellen Page, but I, <laughs> I really dug her. I thought she, she played the role very well. Aislinn, what about you? I agree. I, um, I have some complex feelings about Juno that are for another episode. Um, <laughs> Which we may unpack one day. Yes. Which yeah. we may or may not unpack one day. And and I think um I liked that this character didn't always have the clever thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um it felt more um I don't know if more real is the right word, but, and, and I and totally agree with you, Shelly, um, the way that she, um, you know, does, you know, grows up and, and kind of learns, grows into her, her skin, having found this passion, um, is really nice to see. And I, I really liked the scene she had with her best friend, Pash. I thought that was, mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Um, I, I, while I would never set foot in the oink joint, um, I, <laughs> I, you're not going to order myself, a squealer anytime oh soon. Oh my gosh. I sort of liked being there for like, I've, ab- I've absolutely believed their friendship and yeah. then their struggles as they were both growing up. And, and, you know, I, I, I really felt it, um, you know, again, remembering from my own life, kind of those moments when you realize that you and someone you're very close with have different goals or have different priorities or need to go in different directions. And that is, you know, hurts and, and is hard to be in the middle of. And, um, and I, I felt that in their relationship. So, um, 
So that I appreciated that. I think that's what it is. I liked a lot of little pieces of this movie. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in the end, my overall experience was good. But as a whole movie, I don't know. You know, it's like the opposite of the um, some of its parts thing. Mm-hmm. Like the parts make it better than the whole. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. If you isolate those scenes or isolate one relationship or that, that those things are, are better than what it all adds up to. I completely agree with you on that. I think that's, I think that's true. Um, I am not a big fan of the lead performance of this movie. Um, I think that's part of the problem. And I don't know if it's Ellen page or if it's the script or what, um, but yeah, it, it just, just feels so often that there are, um, that the, the, uh, it's not that the choices are easy. Well, here, here's one, here's one example. There's a, um, a cliche of not great sports movies where the team learns to overcome the thing that's held them back by just at one point trying harder. <laughs> and they've done no different kind of training. They've, they've spent no time actually trying to improve their game in any way. It's just like, oh, now we're going to do it. And then they do it and they're great. And I that the the movie wants to sort of skip ahead on some of that stuff. And um, I think that what that does is it leaves Ellen Page's character reacting to things more than she's being active in things, which, OK, maybe is her character. Fine. But it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, grip me. I'm not along for this ride with her. I'm kind of just watching her from the outside. Um, I think my favorite Ellen Page performances are when she's in more of an ensemble. She's more part of a of a, of a group. I don't dislike her. I just um, carrying a movie. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of um, Seth Rogen, who. In a, not that they're at all comparable as as performers, but when they're when they're the supporting character, when they're in a group, I'm and they have that thing to do. I'm I, I totally buy it. But like having to shoulder the emotional arc of a movie, I just I'm I'm left I'm left a little bit outside of of her emotionally. I agree one hundred percent with the Seth Rogen thing. I love him as a sidekick. Do not enjoy him as a lead. Um, but I don't know. I'll have to think more about. Um, Ellen Page, because the only um, member of an ensemble one I can think of right now is Inception, and we shall not speak of that. We don't speak of that movie. <laughs> um, there, she's in some X Men movies. Um, she's right. Kitty Pride in some X Men movies. There's a movie called The East that she's in, where she's part of an ensemble that I thought oh, she, yeah. she was good in. I haven't seen the Flatliners movie. I don't hear great things about it. So I don't know that I will see it, but that's the thing that has, the, the, that's also her as part of an ensemble. So there, you know, she, it happens and she does it. She's, she's going to be on a couple of new TV series, a Netflix TV series and another, another one, the, 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 the following year. And I'm really curious to see her, I think maybe on, uh, in that sort of setting with a, you know, is part of a part of a group that way. I think I think she could be really, really great. And I wouldn't be surprised too if she grows into if I if she grows on me over time as as she ages a little bit. You know, like I think that there's she came on with Juno, Juno so strongly as that character, and then I think got sort mm-hmm. of put into those kinds of characters a lot. And that's um, I think maybe too too that maybe did a disservice to her as a performer. <laughs> but I'm all alone in that. I recognize that. No, I, um, I, I don't disagree with your perspective either. I think, I mean, I think that we can have both, right? And um, mm. I just, I, I don't, like I said, I don't disagree. And and I really like Ellen Page. Um, how about the directing? Um, and I'm not always good at pointing out 
what what is the result of directing? You know, I didn't go to school for that. Um, but I, because, okay, so let me unpack for a second. Here's my Drew Barrymore. As a human, I appreciate her very much. Um, <laughs> my favorite pieces of performance are other people doing impressions of Drew Barrymore. <laughs> like I would watch, you know, I, Abby Elliott does one, Kate Hudson does one, you know, like I would watch, I think Kristen Wiig even does one, but I, I would watch other people's impressions of her all day because I find her affect so specific. Mm-hmm. Huh, huh. Um, in, as an actor in movies, I find her very much hit or miss. Like I can point to things that I think are pure stinkers and then I can point to a couple of things that have been important to me and, and it really were effective for me. And so that then makes me apprehensive when there's something that I really want to be good and Drew Barrymore's in it because like, oh, which way is it going to land? Because to me, it's very much a flip of a coin. Um, so I'm not sure how that translates to directing. Tobin, has she directed since? She got into producing pretty, I mean, to say early is hard because she was acting for so long, but I, I think that's... That was a really strong choice for her. Um, yeah. And she and her producer partner, Nancy, have, have done many things that I have enjoyed, but also some things that I very much haven't. So, yeah, no, we should. Yeah. So she has directed uh, a, a, a short since Whippet and is attached to a couple of other things. Um, but as you say, she's as a producer, her credits go back all the way back to Never Been Kissed. Um, and yeah, things uh, one of our mother's ones- favorite. Oh, go ahead. Which is our mother's favorite? Oh, I'm getting to that next. I was just oh, moving okay. on. Go ahead. I was going to say Never Been Kissed is one that I can point to and say, mm-hmm. like, yes. I think she plays that really well. She plays mm-hmm. this sort of oddball, if you will, in quotes, that then goes back to high school and tries to fit in in a way that I I, I appreciate. We won't get into the creepy teacher-student <laughs> and random guy in his 20s and student stuff right here um mm-hmm. but as a performance great um yeah. writing cars with boys no not good the movie with jimmy fallon oh i can't get through it right but there's you know gosh mad love how many times did i watch that in the 90s yeah, you watched that a lot yeah so totally many times. <laughs> totally <laughs> Yeah, we should we should we should talk about her as a producer a little bit because this is she she's was early in the lead of this latest wave of actors, um, women actors who became sort of took charge of their career in some way and, and became producers. Most famously, now we think of um, of uh, Reese Witherspoon as, as mm-hmm. you know of, of doing doing this not producing not just for herself but for other people. Charlie's there and doing the same thing. But Drew Barrymore with Never Been Kissed in 1999, and that same year she made uh, she produced All of the Other Reindeer, uh, which is our one of our mother's favorites. Uh, That's you know, what it is. But her credits, you know, I mean, the, both Charlie's Angels movies, Donnie, Donnie Darko. I mean, she's she's produced a, and then a whole bunch of TV, including the uh, Santa Clarita Diet, which I didn't see, but I know had like some, some buzz on Netflix. So there is a. She has she has found a, a niche for herself as a producer, as a director. Look, it's just it, it was it it nothing in it stood out to, for me as a director. That there wasn't 
necessarily a strong sense of place. I did, there wasn't really a sense of um, you know, the, the the camera was kind of where it needed to be to catch the actors doing the thing, but there was nothing um, particularly remarkable about it. Which again is not that's not doesn't make doesn't make it badly directed. It was competently directed. It's just I. If if it if she hadn't directed it, I don't know that I, I would have even probably looked up to see who made it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I didn't feel that it. I mean, I I felt like it told the story that it needed to tell, um, to to continue moving along. Um, I didn't. I, there wasn't a moment that um that kind of caught me as like, wow, right? Like you know, I didn't have that heart jump or that pause you know, when I was catching someone's uh, reaction to something or, you know, it was just, it was fine. Right. It was medium, medium direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also found that, um, and, and as you talked about this a little bit earlier about wondering if the movie was made or if it was able to be financed because uh, Drew Barrymore was in it. I, I, I don't know that mm-hmm. of all of the women that were in that movie or that were part of that team, I felt like I identified the least with Drew Barrymore's character. Um, I just, I felt like she was really just blunt the whole time. Like she just had blunt edges to her. I did enjoy her roller derby name though. Yes. <laughs> Ashley Simpson was good. Yes. No, I agree. I don't, that, that's kind of what led me to that, you know, um, unfounded conclusion was that I didn't feel like it was a character at all. Okay. So she, I I get that she'll go for the hit instead of going for the points until that one moment. Um, She has an abuse, you know, physically abusive relationship with her fiance. Um, (laughs) Like he was just there to go. Yeah. And show off her fake tongue ring. That's all I, you know, that's all I knew of that character, which I think then was, you know, what kind of led me down that path of like, Oh, this is, there's no reason for this person to be someone whose name I right. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. And at that time, Kristen Wiig wasn't, she was famous, but she wasn't, you know, it was before Bridesmaids. She was known, right? but not, but not Thank famous you. maybe. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Ellen Page was hot off of um, Juno, but also with, you know, with Pash, Arrested Development hadn't made its full comeback and there was no search party or, you know, so I, right. I think yeah, totally. name wise, Drew Barrymore was, was kind of one of the strongest. Totally. Um, yeah. In it at the time. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not my sport. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I, you, you know, it's what, what it's cool to learn what it is. I didn't know the rules of roller derby and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they do take you through the rules of it. And it's, it's a, a thing that again, it's, it's competently done. I, I there, there, uh, other sports movies have been more interesting and more elegant sort of in terms of defining unusual sports, but it was, it was, you know, I, it was clear to me what was happening then. And then of course mm-hmm. you have, and this happens in every sports movie, you have, you know, the Jimmy Fallon character, the announcer who's talking you through the whole thing. So you're never lost as to who's up or who's down. It's uh, the, I still feels to me like the roller derby world is untapped as a place to set a film. And Mm -hmm. this, this felt like a movie kind of set almost like incidentally in among roller derby, as opposed to um, like a real, like a bone crusher roller derby movie. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like there's, you know, there's, there's another, not that it needs, needs to be necessarily grittier, but I, I, yeah, there was something, 
the, the roller derby felt a little incidental and 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 not fully sort of un, like in the blood of the movie. Does that make sense, or am I just mm-hmm. am I just picking on this movie? No, I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, and again, I liked this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I it it's, it kind of goes back to the you know, I mean, roller derby is is that's an aggressive sport. Right. And, (laughs) you know, even as I think about the way that they were describing, how do you, you know, like, how do you score points? I mean, they drew a little happy face in there. And (laughs) (laughs) And, and I was like, well, I mean, I have friends who do play roller derby and I don't know that they would describe it with happy faces. You know, they would. (laughs) <laughs> they would probably tell you about some bruises and some hard hits that happened and maybe some broken fingers right. or, you know, that time. That- mm-hmm. Yeah, some concussions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't have any friends who play roller derby, but um, I did have a, um, a acquaintance in graduate school who set out um, to do um, her master's work on um, roller derby. And, and I don't remember exactly what the argument was, but, um, somehow in a, in a case regarding third wave feminism and, um, and, and roller derby and was out on the court on the rink rink the track. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Track. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, <laughs> and broke both legs. <gasps> oh my. Like her second oh. day. Built. Um, yeah, it was rough. But she finished the Masters. Um, but it was just a, I mean, nothing if not a cautionary tale for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope I don't belong there. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I go a little bit back and forth on the cutesy names. Like, on the one hand, I love a good pun. Uh, and then on the other hand, I'm like, okay, I get it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just I, maybe it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. You know, it would. I wonder if the if the names because I assume this is part. This is me now again making mm-hmm. an assumption, and Shelley, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm assuming that this is part of roller derby culture. Is, is are these sort of half cutesy, half super aggressive names? And I I wonder if the move maybe maybe I will you know uh, if if the sport truly is that physically brutalizing, then maybe the movie really does need to be more brutal. Maybe that is what it needs to be, or more visceral in some way. And and, and I, if if it was the you know like the yeah if it was like a um, and I don't like boxing movies, but if it was like a boxing movie and the, like you were feeling the like the sweat and the crunch and the, you know, whatever, like it may be, um, you know, would get more at what that's about. And then those names would when they are when they are the more cutesy ones would kind of play nicely in kind of contrast to the kind of ferocity of them on the on the track. Um, I don't know. That's me making this movie into something that's clearly not interested in being. This is meant to be more of sort of coming of age empowering movie. But I feel like it could be it could be both, right? You could have a little bit of both. I'm thinking of uh, Iceland, uh, the movie Girl Fight that we might talk about someday soon. Which Maybe. <laughs> in my memory does a similar, you know, d- does a, a better job of that, of, of sort of taking on a both a coming of age story and a sort of the, the toughness of a sport or love and basketball. Another movie that I, in my memory does that better than this. Oh, does. I love love and basketball. <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, Shelly, have you ever talked to your friends who play roller derby about this movie? How do they feel about it? You know, so I haven't because I, um, I watched it in between um, times that they were like, Hey, I play roller derby. And then they were trying to, 
they were trying to convince me that I should be part of a roller derby team. <laughs> and again, let me go back to fight or flight like 100% of the time. <laughs> I don't, I was also approached incidentally once by someone who thought that I should play um, like women's league football. And I was like, you don't know me. Like, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm running off the, the field. Um, well, I was going to say, you were a runner. So that makes sense to me that flight is your... Right. That's your <laughs> not only your yeah. defense mechanism, but also your activity of choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like I'm uh, I'm very authentic all the way through. Right. <laughs> Always with the run. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I, I just remember my friends telling me about, um, you know, just like that they train hard and you know i mean they told they were telling me all about the grit they were telling me about the broken fingers they were telling me about this stuff and and uh and and they haven't they i don't i don't know that they would appreciate i think they would appreciate people talking about roller derby right um you know or a movie about roller derby but i don't i don't know that they would appreciate the superficial nature of of the sport that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah yeah, I think that they would also have thoughts on the roller derby names too, like the oh, you know, really? names of the of the girls. Because I, you know, because I I felt like the um, I felt like the the names that were just kind of thrown out there were kind of hypersexualized. Yes. And, you know, and I was just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but I, but again, I, it's not my sport. Again, I'll run away. But, <laughs> you, know, but um, you know, I just I felt like the the names that I've actually heard of are are more aggressive, right? Um, they're more confident as opposed mm. to like like Jabba the slut. Yeah, I think you know as we started this discussion, um, Shelley, you were talking about being attracted to the sassiness of it, and I think there's you know some sort of spectrum where there's sass, and then somewhere further down, whatever direction you're going, there's you know objectification, and I think you know you can have sass without having that. You can you can have fun and you can be um, tongue in cheek without um, without over sexualizing and. Um, and I think maybe Maggie Mayhem was, you know, more on that side or even, well, I don't know, Babe Ruth was, eh, maybe -hmm. that's when a little closer down, but you know, there's, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Rosa Sparks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one one hit me like, oh gosh, that's. That felt like a misfire maybe. One one character of a color and there Mm -hmm. you go. Who was that? Was there Eva Eva Destruction? Was that, was that one of them? Mm -hmm. One of the. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That felt like a more, like, you know, roller, like, I don't know, roller, derby. that felt like a more aggressive name than, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. Iron the, Maiden. The names, right? That one Yeah, felt right. That, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The names remind me of something that I, I don't, I don't know that it's good filmmaking, but it's something I enjoy. Um, I like a, a, like, closing credit or opening credit with the, like, the name and the character. Mm-hmm. And I think in mm-hmm. this kind of movie especially when you know it's a team and there would be a roster like it fit for me um totally that in the closing credits you had the the you know graphic um with their name in there and their character name and then a little moment and it seemed like a kind of a mix of a moment from the film but then sometimes a little bit of an outtake 
right. um, mm-hmm. uh, of them or an outtake of their character maybe. Um, and so style-wise, I think it fit here. I don't think it fits everywhere, but mm-hmm. it's the kind of – the little bit of cheesy makes me smile. Um, and so I, I thought that was a nice way to close it out in that team um, team atmosphere. I, I think the closing credits, and I feel like, I'm, again, I like this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, I think even the closing credits were were kind of super superficial, right? They they were making mm-hmm. making light of, you know, uh, of of the sport and what they were doing, and um, you know, it. I mean, it kind of felt like a freeze frame of like, oh gosh, right? Like, what did oh, I just do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, where somebody like, you know, blows their bangs up like, yeah, Yeah, and and you you know, you keep talking about how you do like this movie. And I'm, you know, comfort viewing, most people's comfort viewing, mine included, is probably not other people's comfort viewing, you know, like as you're talking about putting this on to, to do something else like background right. movies. And, and that's that I could, I can completely see this. If this is a, if this is at all for you, this being a, a background movie that you could return to, or especially if I'm sure, I would not be surprised if we have listeners who saw this movie as it came out, maybe hit them at the right age. Maybe it was their college movie. Maybe it was a high school movie, you know, that you would watch over and over with your friends to have on, on the background at a, you know, at a party or what, or like a hanging out or whatever. I can totally see people having those kinds of attachments to this movie. And I, I'm, as I say, I have my own that are, you know, maybe not as, as the, the, the quote unquote quality is not as high, but as you say, as I'm, one of the things about this movie, the, the, given that the, one of the strengths of this movie is that these individual scenes or moments can kind of work and snap and be fun. You can kind of tune into those and then kind of tune back out and go back to Twitter or go back to your cool thing or go back to, you know, you're mm-hmm. talking to your friends until the next scene comes on that like has something for you. That, that's probably the best way to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I a agree. perfect quilting movie. Perfect quilting movie. Um, and yeah, I think I would um, go back a, a few minutes in in when you said Tobin that there's sort of a bit of an untapped um, sport or um, or culture um, for film or TV for that matter. And mm. and so I think there's a balance of um, I'm glad there is a, a movie about this sport that is about um you know women being confident and physical um and that this movie is full of awesome confident women I, I, yeah i you know I, I maybe wish it had something else to say or it was maybe a little bit better in quotes but but i'm glad it's here and um and i liked watching it speaking of sports um do you want to play a game yes oh my gosh I'm so excited for your game. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what it is. (laughs) So uh, I think obviously um, a a one direction we could have gone with the game was to come up with names. Yes, that's where I thought you were going to (laughs) go. And I said, no, that is too on the nose. Yeah, good. I am emailing you all uh, a list of the films that we've done. Um, because we've done it, you know, this is our 21st episode, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. So on this list, we have so many amazing um, 
actors and characters. And so I would like us to take a minute and, and, um, and come up with our dream team. <laughs> now, if five is too many, um, I would like, you could just do two. And I would like one jammer, which is the one that needs to go around quickly. And then one blocker that's going to um, push other people out of the way to let the jammer go through. So based on all the films we've done, um, I, I would rather go actor uh-huh. than character, yeah, sure. but we can go either way. Oh, actor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. Because otherwise Wonder Woman yeah, just like right. always mm-hmm. wins. Right. right. Um, so if you could um, take a minute and look through the films and, and, and give me um, a, a jammer and a blocker. And a, and a blocker. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, I I'm ready. Okay. If you're ready, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Who would like to go first with their team? Oh gosh. Well, I I feel like Tobin is the most excited about this. Show us what you got. All right. So my jammer is going to be Matilda Lutz from Revenge. That's Ooh. a great. That's a great start. Because I think she's pretty tough, yeah, <laughs> and fast, and yeah, I am. Uh, she's a she's a winner. Okay, so for my blockers, I, I'm going to have uh, this the, the following squad of four players: Gina Carano from Haywire, mm-hmm. uh, Melissa McCarthy from from well from either of the movies she was we had her in, uh, Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, because how much fun would she be on a team? She would get people pumped up, yeah. um, and Sigourney Weaver. Because because <laughs> I have to get that demographic in here somewhere. Uh, and then I have an honorary one. I, I would like my coach to be Oprah. Oh, sure. That's a great team, Tope. I don't overlap with that at all. Oh, which great. Is okay, fun. cool. We might have a whole like league here. A whole league, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I also don't very much uh, overlap with that. So a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So who do you have, Okay, Shelley? so I had to go with a classic jammer of Gal Gadot, right? Because... She yeah, did she train as like a military lady? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Israeli so, army. Uh, yeah. That's who I want as the jammer. And I feel like she would be very um uh she wouldn't have a lot of wind resistance, right? Like she could she could just mm-hmm. go for it, right? For those points. <laughs> um and then my team of blockers. Um, so I I would really like Melissa McCarthy, right? And this is where we overlap a little bit. But in particular mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Spy, um, yeah, ah, I, I would, in, again, in addition to the flight, I would also describe myself as awkward and clumsy, right? And and it generally works <laughs> out okay. Um, and so I, I feel this connection with Melissa McCarthy in that way. <laughs> and so, so Melissa McCarthy from Spy. Um, and then I'm also going to go with Kate McKinnon from Ghostbusters. Um, mm. yeah, cause yeah. she, she is a smart lady, right? Like she would have, she would have a plan, mm-hmm. right. Of, of what it is that she's going to, yes. she's going to do. Um, I also, uh, chose Mindy Kaling from Oceans 8. Mm. <gasps> yeah. yeah. That's a good I one. That she would get aggressive, right? Like aggressive in the way that you would, I, you would need <laughs> on a, on a roller derby team. And then finally, I thought Kristen Bell. Probably from Frozen, um, you know, just just because sometimes very yeah, competitive, very competitive, and also just kind, right? Like I think that 
a yeah. great, a great, yeah, yeah, a great spirit yeah. on a team. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It out, she'll be okay. <laughs> she'll be there. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Those are those are great teams, and I think because we have Melissa McCarthy in more than one movie, it's still not entirely mm-hmm. an overlap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. 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 Okay. So mine is totally different. All right. <laughs> uh, for my jammer, I went with Joan Allen. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Now, nice. even though she's tall, uh-huh. I feel like she's a very much um, eye on the prize, persistent. Yeah. Um, good call. Going to find that route and and live in in movement. Mm-hmm. Um. For with the rest of the four, so for um, the uh, I would say maybe more coachy one of the team, um, I picked Reese Witherspoon. Yep, because I yep. think she can mm-hmm. see the whole board mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, is um, nice. I think she would have a, a, a good rapport as a kind of coach within the team um, to direct um, Taraji P mm-hmm. Henson yeah. and J Law as like the the two just ruthless competitors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then rounding out my team i chose bet midler because i feel like she could trash talk <laughs> like a motherfucker oh my god totally and totally. that's something that i found important in this um in this uh uh film there was some trash talk so i think with with those in mind i would um, encourage listeners to um you know Think through these teams and and which team do you think would be on top at the end of a season? Mm-hmm. It would it be Shelly's team, would it be Tobin's team, or would it be my team? Um, based on how we've described them and and who we would have on our on our team. So we'll let the listeners decide who the winner of this is. How about that? And they can they can go to our uh, Patreon page, thecontenderspod.com, where I will post a list for everyone to see of our or three lists of our three teams. So they can uh, think about this if they want to uh, to, to research it a little bit and then let us know who, oh who would win. Fabulous. Please. Yes, we've made our cases. Tell us the say, answer. And for bonus points, can oh, they come right. up with a, a name for the team? Absolutely. Oh, That's a great nice. idea. Yes. Bonus points for naming the teams. We have the best <laughs> guests. We really do. We really do. Well, <laughs> well now is the part um, in the podcast where we decide progressive or regressive. Is this movie a step forward or a step back for fearless women in front of and behind the camera? Shelly, as our guest, I will throw it to you first. What do you think? Um, I'm going to say progressive. Um, I, I, again, I liked this movie. Uh, there were certainly parts that could have been, um, I think better. And I think, I think Tobin was exactly right when you say like, it could have been a little grittier. Um, uh, but I, I think, you know, it, it had the main character really kind of figuring out what it is that she wanted to do, having difficult conversations with her parents when they clearly wanted her to do other things, uh, was able to be patient with them, you know, as, as they were kind of figuring out what they were okay with. Um, I think that there was some really good mentoring that happened, um, in the movie. And so, uh, I think it was, I think it was positively role modeled. So, um, I'm going to say progressive. Awesome. Thank you. Tobin, how about you? So this movie's not for me, and that's fine. It might be for you, and that's and that's awesome. 
I really wrestled with this because because so many of the women characters in the movie are so underdeveloped and so underwritten. They they sort of are just types. And I think that that's to the movie's detriment. However, in the end, I have to come down on the progressive side because of the the this the first time female director working with all these great female actors, this a long list of female producers. Um, and the and then the thing that puts it over the edge for me then is this sort of drip of a love interest that Ellen Page has that in the end, she just like uh, does not end up sort of falling back in with him. And I think that that's, uh, you know, in a movie that sometimes takes the easy or sort of, um, yeah, the easy route, it didn't there. And I think that's to its credit. So I say progressive. Aizen, what about you? Yeah, I think um, my uh, response is sort of a, a combination of yours. I like that Shelley mentioned the mentorship. I I liked the relationships between the women that um, they were competitors, but also were, I think, more importantly, part of this very special group. And, and there seemed to be an understanding of that um, and a, a reverence for that um, among each other. Um and that, yeah, the the relationship piece of it could re- easily be plucked out and the the heart of the movie would still be there. Um, I think it's about um, Ellen Page and and her, um, you know, uh, leaving kind of childhood friendships sometimes um, that needs to be done as you grow up, um, figuring out how to grow up and still be, a, you know, the child of your parents um, and for parents to, you know, grow up as well. Um, and then, um, and then with, you know, Drew Barrymore at the helm, I think, um, yeah, I, I'd say progressive again. Is it the best movie ever? No, but, um, but it's one that I, you know, could eventually not tomorrow, obviously, but you know, an, another day show to my niece and say, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this is a movie about kick-ass women. So I'll say progressive. Hooray. I'm not going to show your child this movie tomorrow. Don't worry. <laughs> well, not yet. Someday. Um, hey, Tove, what do we have coming up next? Next, we are going to continue our theme of women in sports movies and watch Girl Fight, uh, which you should all check out. We're going to um, drop that episode on December 11th. So look for the uh, Michelle Rodriguez starring Girl Fight. Very excited. Uh, well, thank you so much, Shelly, for joining us. Oh, my gosh. I had so much fun. I'll come back anytime. <laughs> Excellent. It's been so great to have you. Um, Thank you. Also, I should have mentioned this at the top. Um, It was um, Shelly and her partner Aaron's suggestion that we put this on the list. So um, thank you so much for that suggestion. Um, Would you like to be found online? And if so, where? Sure. Um, If you would like to follow me on Twitter, uh, I am Shelly underscore A underscore Clark. Um, You will note that I have a sweet Yoda hat on in my photo. So that's how you can tell me (laughs) apart from any other Shelly Clark that you may find online. (laughs) Nice. Excellent. A a fantastic way to stand out. I I approve. I continue to reluctantly be at Sassy Nerd MT um, for a hot day there. Um, Twitter was or my Twitter would text me whenever something happened, uh, and I turned that off uh, pretty quickly. But I I try to check in every couple of days and see what's up. Tobin, how about you? 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Tobin Addington, where I will trade memes back and forth with Isla. She's really good with with gifts and memes and stuff. So um, you should come come check us out there. And you can find us on Twitter at contenders underscore pod or at our new Patreon page, which, as I said before, you can go to you can find through thecontenderspod.com. Uh, come there and you can join our our family. That's not the right way to say that, I think. But, uh, <laughs> You can become a member of our community, right? Um, and we, you'll get exclusive content and some sneak peeks on things. And depending on the, the level at which you join, you can uh, suggest movies for us to watch or vote in our Patreon member-only polls. We have some special thanks to give out uh, now to our uh Members who've joined at the marquee level or above. So special thanks to Carly B., Sean Flynn, and Jeff Addington. So go become a member today, connect with other listeners, and support the show uh, and the work that we do here. And you don't need to be a member to see a lot of the fun stuff that we have on that Patreon page. We are That's sort of where a lot of our um, uh, content that's, that's going to sort of uh, go out to our listeners is going to be found. So check us out there. At our new home base. New home base. That's the way to say it. Ah, you're so good. Thanks. Uh, we here at The Contenders are proud members of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can explore all their great shows at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And you can keep tabs on all the Cage Club happenings on Twitter at cageclubpod. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm Islan Addington. I'm Shelley Clark. I am Tobin Addington, and we'll see you next time on The Contenders. All right, so we have five on a team, right? Yes, okay. based on whip it rules. Based on <laughs> right, right. Whip it. <laughs> you know what? Whip whip it. It. Yeah. I um I like to say wham as well whenever I'm uh, <laughs> waking up before I go go. <laughs> well played, yep. well played. Or cool whip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool whip. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>